Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the special edition of the Ball Blast podcast. I am your host, Kate. You can find me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And I am joined by the awesome Matthew Betts, our injury specialist here at Ball Blast Football. You can follow him on Twitter at TheFantasyPT. Uh, be sure to check out BallBlastFootball.com. We've got lots of outstanding content there, lots of dedicated writers uh, qualified to give you the best advice uh, nonstop around the clock to help you win your fantasy weeks. Bets, you have the injury tracker over there on Ball Blast Football, but this is the best uh, little little mini-sode that we can give the listeners to, to give them a quick rundown of what happened this week. How's it going, Bets? It's going well. This week was fortunately not too bad in, on the injury front. So we'll hey, talk about a couple. Yeah, knock on wood. We'll talk about a couple of players. Obviously, they're going to miss some time. But usually, this conversation lasts a half hour, forty minutes, two hours with all the injuries <laughs> in twenty twenty. But it's going to be relatively quick, which is great. And we might get some players back from injury this week that have missed several several weeks. So all in all, positive on the injury front. I'm excited to break it down for the listeners today. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's kick it off. Uh, with the biggest injury news of the week, Drew Brees, uh, he played about half a game, sat out for the second half, uh, sat on the sideline with his helmet on. We thought maybe he would come back in, uh, but he took a very hard hit on a sack, was grabbing at his chest. Uh, we thought maybe just a broken rib, but uh, additional testing proved that he had multiple broken ribs, a partially collapsed lung. That's not fantastic. Um, kind of crazy that we, we saw him hang in as long as we did. Uh, what should we expect for this sort of timeline to recover? Because it's not just, you know, we, we know ribs can be a, a pain tolerance issue, but he's got ribs on both sides that are broken and a collapsed lung. Yeah, and reportedly the the rib injury that he suffered two weeks ago apparently resulted in a broken rib as well. So he kind of entered this week with already broken ribs, then took another hit on top of that adding additional insult to injury um, and resulting in that lung injury. And that's the real issue here. You can play with broken ribs, but it's super painful to do so. Um, However, when you have broken ribs and a partially collapsed lung, it's a pretty serious medical condition. Obviously, you can't risk that type of of scenario. So Drew Brees, no doubt, is going to miss at least this week. He's probably going to miss at least two or three weeks, to be honest with you. Um, as he lets those those tissues heal. And that means we get Jameis Winston and some sort of combination of him and Taysom Hill for the, the Saints for the foreseeable future. I know, right? Like Taysom <laughs> Hill, to me, only exists to play DFS showdown and, and nothing else. But we're going to get a combination of those two, a quarterback here for the foreseeable future. And right now, it's, it's sort of tricky to give a definitive prognosis as to as like how long he'll be out because it truly depends on how quickly that lung recovers, and we just don't know. So looking at a multi-week absence here for Drew Brees, potentially up to at least uh, three to four weeks out of the lineup. Is it fair to say that um, if Sean Payton were playing DFS, uh, Taysom Hill would be his captain every week? (laughs) 100%. And honestly, I think 
you know, we wish Drew as well. And obviously this is nothing to joke about. I hope he gets back on the field, but I feel like Sean Payton's kind of excited to just unleash Taysom Hill. <laughs> and I'm going to be playing Taysom Hill this week, actually on FanDuel. He is tight end eligible and he is the minimum price for a tight end and for any player really on their site. So, oh man, what a year. 2020, I'm going to be playing Taysom Hill in DFS. Can't wait for it. Yikes. Hey, at least it is the tight end spot. I cannot scoff at that. Uh, Let's go over to another quarterback injury. Matthew Stafford uh, suffered a thumb injury. No broken bones, which is great. But uh, then we have to assume this is like a a sprained thumb. What do we expect? Uh, Is it in his throwing hand? And should we expect like missed time? It's unclear right now if he'll miss any time. It is on his throwing hand. So that's the kind of the issue is like the gripping of the football is if that affects his uh, control and delivery, obviously that could affect his accuracy. So we'll see kind of how he does throughout the week. By all accounts, this seems to be pretty minor, but you know, the Lions, they don't, they're, they're a team that they just don't, don't give us a lot of information. So we'll kind of have to see what he does in practice and kind of see how he progresses. But anytime you have a thumb injury for a quarterback, you know, it's an obvious, oh yeah, duh, they need to grip the football to throw it. Um, it certainly, you know, potentially could lower his ceiling. So let's see what he does in practice this week. But as of now, things look like he could still play here in week 11. Now, would we say that maybe with Matthew Stafford uh, having this thumb injury could have some accuracy accuracy issues if he plays, uh, does this raise the ceiling for DeAndre Swift at all? I think it potentially could. I mean, we finally saw them let him play football, get on the field and play (laughs) and give him the ball and shocker, good things happen. So yeah, I think potentially it could. I think they could, you know, try to lean on the run game a little bit more, or at least if they do have a backup quarterback in there in the event that he can't go for Matthew Stafford, it would be Chase Daniel. Potentially we see more checkdowns and short yardage passing for DeAndre Swift. So Potentially, that could mean good things for him. And, and certainly, you know, you had to like what you saw on the field this past week. I love it. We saw Teddy Bridgewater go down. I, I feel like we keep talking about Teddy Bridgewater. He keeps taking these big hits. Uh, went down with a right MCL sprain. He is listed as week to week. Now, thank goodness. Uh, I do not believe this is the the knee that he suffered, that devastating injury prior, correct? Correct. Yep, that was to his left knee. So now we have Teddy Bridgewater who... Uh, luckily is not, he's not a mobile quarterback. So, you know, if he, if he does get back into the lineup, uh, you don't have to worry about, you know, so much of those mobility issues because he is more of more of that pocket passer. Um, but in your article with the fantasy footballers, you likened this injury to, uh, what we saw from Ben Roethlisberger in week nine. Um, and he was back in the lineup. So are you encouraged by that at all? Are you hoping to get Teddy Bridgewater back? I think we have a chance to see him play this week. It sort of just depends on how the week goes. We're looking at a grade one MCL sprain, which essentially carries a one to two week absence. And if it's a one week absence, then potentially he could be back seven days later and play. I do expect his mobility to be limited a little bit if he does play. I also expect him to potentially play with a brace on his knee if he does play. So you might see Teddy be a little bit less mobile in the pocket, which... Our listeners might be laughing and being like, oh, well, you know, Teddy isn't really mobile anyway, but he's actually been running the ball quite a bit. That's been fun to see for a guy who, you know, battled back from that serious knee injury several years ago. But I do think he has a chance to play. We'll see if he, you know, progresses in practice and how he's doing. But if he does miss this week, I'm projecting a one-week absence at the most, so he should be back sooner than later. Love it. John Brown. We keep discussing John Brown. Uh, I feel like a lot of these guys, we just keep uh, hitting on week after week. But John Brown is having a rough season. 
Uh, he exited week 10 with a right high ankle sprain. Um, Got to worry about the high ankle sprain. Uh, you know, it, we do know that those, uh, you know, the, the high versions of these ankle sprains will keep these guys out a bit longer. Um, what do we make of John Brown? Do we assume that he is uh, out, you know, sort of indefinitely? And if so, does that mean it's Cole Beasley season? Man, Cole Beasley, he's been surprising. Yeah, he seems to have those like, you know, two to three weeks of the year every season where he just comes out and you're like, oh, he's actually really good at football (laughs) and makes a couple of great catches. But yeah, potentially could. You know, the unfortunate thing is we're not going to get a ton of information as the bills go on by here in week 11. So we'll have to kind of monitor in two weeks what's happening when they come out of the by. But we know the story with these high ankle sprains, right? Even minor high ankle sprains take multi uh, multiple weeks to get back on the field so he'll get the bye which is great he'll spend it rehabbing but then i'm not sure we see him in week 12 so potentially we're looking at a week 13 or week 14 return i do think it's worth monitoring though like with john brown when he comes back um how he looks and how he's doing because in games where john brown has missed or has been returning from injury josh allen's ceiling has really plummeted like in the games where john brown's been healthy Josh Allen is the quarterback three, quarterback three, quarterback two, and quarterback four. So he means a ton to Josh Allen. So I'm really intrigued to see what happens with the offense. I think we need to kind of be forward thinking and understand that maybe Josh Allen might not have the same ceiling if John Brown misses time. All right. We got another San Francisco 49er. Goodness gracious. The running backs need to, I, I, I don't know. We need to put these guys on a bubble. Jermichael Hasty, fractured clavicle out for the season. Uh, that was very quick. Um, he's going on injured reserve. He's done for the season. Goodness gracious. So what I, I think the biggest question, it's not like Jim Michael hasty was, uh, you know, a stud that was in your fantasy lineups a uh, week in and week out. Um, I think the bigger question for you bets is what do we expect? You know, Jarek McKinnon is the last man standing. Never thought I'd say that. Uh, Raheem Mostert, <laughs> We didn't see him activated last week. Uh, do you expect him to return from his ankle injury soon? And what's going on with Tevin Coleman? Yeah, I do expect Raheem Mostert to be back, which is great news. Now, they are on bye here in week 11. So, uh, you know, I think we can say with very, very high level of confidence that Raheem Mostert will be back probably in week 12 against the Rams. Um, and Jared McKinnon, like you said, is still healthy. He's been kind of battling, I think, maybe more touches and more workload than he's been projected to get all season. He's just kind of the last man out there. So he almost like has to be the the dude. And you've heard reports of like, Oh, he's battling tired legs and all this sort of stuff. Well, there's some truth to that because a guy who hasn't played football in almost two years coming out and trying to get 20 touches a game, like he's just not that type of back. So I think this is a great situation for people that need running back help that know they're going to the playoffs to go get Raheem Mostert. Love that. He's going to be the dude. Yeah, I knew you were excited about that. He's going to be the dude down the stretch here for these uh, these Niners. Tevin Coleman as well. Looks like he has a chance to come back in Week 12, but you know it's it's such a fluid situation. He barely played this year. He's re-aggravated his knee injury from previous weeks, so I don't know. It's hard to trust him, and obviously when he's been out there, I think you can tell just based off the eye test who's the better running back, and clearly it's Raheem Mostert. So yeah, I is. think Raheem Mostert is the guy that you want if you're kind of looking for running back help in the fantasy playoffs. I love it. All right, let's talk about one more guy, Travis Homer, uh, likely to miss week 11, which is a Thursday night matchup with a left hand injury running back for the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks are uh, battling injuries on all fronts as well. We have Chris Carson with a sprained foot. Carlos Hyde is battling a hamstring. 
Uh, they promoted Alex Collins from the practice squad, and they have rookie DJ Dallas. Is that is that what we should just sort of expect this week? Do you have any hope in Chris Carson returning or Carlos Hyde? Carlos Hyde, it looks like there's maybe a little bit of optimism that he could be back now. It's tough because we're recording this on Tuesday morning. When these teams come off of their previous week on Sunday, they have to list an estimated practice report for Monday. So they didn't actually practice, but they're kind of telling us, like, this is what we think would have happened if we held practice. They had Travis Homer as limited. They had uh, Carlos Hyde as limited with the hamstring injury. They had Chris Carson as a did not practice. And I don't think we see Chris Carson this week. I mean, there's been this optimism in the fantasy space about Chris Carson for the last two weeks. In reality, he's battling a Liz Frank sprain in his foot. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he hasn't practiced yet since the injury. It's a short week. Yes, it's a really important game. But do they rush him back for this game? Probably not. So we could see a, a scenario where it's like, you know, a little bit of Carlos Hyde, a little bit of Alex Collins, a little bit of DJ Dallas, maybe Travis Homer if he's active. Like, it, it's just a, a tricky situation that I think if there's anyone in your league that's like really optimistic about, you know, Chris Carson moving forward, I'd be looking to get out from under him uh, if I could. All right. I, I like that. Anybody else we need to hit on before we head out? I think those are the main, the main injuries to kind of discuss for week 10, looking forward to week 11. I think there's some that kind of look, you know, a little bit further out if you're kind of projecting forward. Like, you know, there's a couple injuries of, of running backs and, and things like that that I think are probably not, uh, not important enough for the podcast today. They're not any starters, but I'll kind of touch on them on the injury tracker on the website. So if you guys want more injury information and kind of more details about the backups and that sort of thing of, of how we can project workloads moving forward, be sure to check that out on ballblastfootball.com. Love it. Everybody, please give Bets a follow at the Fantasy PT on Twitter. You can follow me, Kate, at FFBallBlast, and you can find all of our work at BallBlastFootball.com where we have nonstop content ready for you to help bring you a fantasy championship this year. Uh, we'll see you next week.